Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Oh, hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. Mmm, wacky voice. Yeah. <laughs> my name is David Bell. Uh, my name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Bender's Big Score. Bender's Big Score. The Futurama movie. Yeah, the first, the first Futurama movie. The first Futurama movie slash TV episodes slash, like, season. I don't know. It's weird. Yes, I'm afraid the brainless drones who run the delivery network canceled our license. (laughs) Yes, I see. Good news, everyone. Those asinine morons who canceled us were themselves fired for incompetence. And not just fired, but beaten up, too. And pretty badly. We're back, baby. Yeah, uh, they they combined all of the uh, movies because they did four movies. Yeah. Um, after the show got canceled from Fox and before it got revived by Comedy Central, I think. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's no. This is technically this was aired on Comedy Central, I believe. Um, it, or it, uh, you're right, as this might have been made separate from Comedy Central, but they knew that Comedy Central was. Uh, Picking it back up, I believe. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think because there's a nod to Comedy Central. There's a few nods mm-hmm. in the movie, um, and so I'm pretty sure they at least knew that, that that was a potential. And I don't know. And then this was split up and aired on Comedy Central. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is between Fox canceling Futurama. The first time did Fox cancel them only once? I think so, and then I think Comedy Central canceled them twice. I don't know. There's something that weird. Out. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> well. First of all, hold on. It's it's Thursday, so I need to thank our patron um, Andrew McGuire. Thank you very much, Andrew. Andrew's the one who uh, came to us and said, "Hey, look here, Jack. You're gonna watch Bender's Big Score." That's exactly how uh, they said it to us. Mm-hmm. They were very they were very commanding. Really in charge of the room. Mm-hmm. They uh, really, yeah. They really, they're sexy, powerfully you know? sexy. Yeah, yeah. Extremely erotic. Extremely erotic. E. E. Mm-hmm. Andrew McGuire. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Um, yeah. So this is a. This is. I don't know. You. You've seen Futurama, right? <laughs> We've all seen it. Yeah, I think so. This is a weird thing to talk about because, yeah, it's the first Futurama movie, um, like we said, after they get canceled. Um, this was written by Ken Keeler, who is significant in the sense that he wrote my favorite Simpsons episode. Which one is that? Two Bad Neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> I love that episode. That is the George That's Bush That's the George senior. Bush one, yeah, when George Bush moves across the street. That's a great episode. It's fucking fantastic. It's the introduction, I believe, of Disco Stew. Uh, it's like where we meet Disco yes. Stew. Yeah. It's because it's that's when it it begins with a yard sale and he's selling his Disco Stud disco jacket, stud. except it says Disco Stew. Which I wonder if like 
is that the i mean i'm sure there's more i haven't kept up with the simpsons but that felt like the newest character introduced while i was watching the simpsons because oh. disco stew comes back right I assume, I assume yeah. so. They all do. He, Disco Stu probably has a whole ass fucking backstory. At this point. Yeah, he might have even gotten his own episode at this point. Um, he also wrote the uh, series has landed, the first episode of Futurama. He also wrote Meanwhile, the last episode of Futurama, and a bunch of things in between. Uh, <laughs> the honking uh, anthology of interest. Uh, uh, the... Then- uh, <laughs> I love it. Godfellas the anthology one. of interest is real good. Yeah. Godfellas, which is also a really good one. He also wrote Into the Wild Green Yonder. Uh so this is this is like, you know, this guy this guy's writing a lot of stuff we love and doing this one as well. Um so yeah, I assume you've seen this before, Tom. Oh yeah. I saw it when it came out. Yep. I've seen it maybe five times of various degrees of being stoned uh you know over the years i've probably seen it more times than that honestly i think this is only the second time i've seen it okay i'm not sure like how do we judge a movie like this it's hard Uh, to it's hard to i i because i've started watching the series with marina but we've only made it past like the first eight episodes okay um so she watched this movie with me and was still like she was still there was a couple like there's a reference to jurassic bark there's a reference to uh right just don't show her jurassic bark i already told her about jurassic bark, okay so she because, i think like, she's gonna want to skip it nobody needs to see that episode if they haven't you know that i remember the first time i watched it it was again like getting together with friends getting high being like let's watch futurama yeah it's so fun and then they pulled that shit and yep. like that was really mean. And I think they know it, right? Because this movie, like, retcons uh, that episode. Mm-hmm. Well, sort of. I, I, I think it's it's not necessarily... I don't think it's, like... Techni- it's, I don't think it's, like, it's uh, really a retcon so much as it's poking fun at it. Yeah, they do that a few times in the reboot. But like, they technically change why Fry's dog becomes a fossil in this one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about the time travel in this and what it means because it's a bootstrap paradox, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, you were finishing. You were you were saying stuff. You oh, um, I was just saying that I watched watching this with Marina. She was still able to watch and enjoy the movie, having only seen a couple oh, of yeah. episodes of the series. So, would you call this a movie? That's my first question. Um, yeah, I think I it's. Ask- I think it's it does a better job because I've seen some other uh, TV shows pull this. Yeah, like Family Guy did a movie. Yeah, the Family Guy movie is uh, way way worse, and I wouldn't call that a movie. I uh, guess I'm, I'm saying worse in terms of structure. Structure. You, I, I don't notice the structure in this one. I, uh, like it still feels mostly like a single storyline. Yeah, I paid more attention to it this time, uh, and it still has problems, because their intent was always to break it up into episodes later. Yes. Uh, There's very little that changed if you watch the episodic version or this version, and so for that reason, they clearly had, like, it has to be this amount of time, uh, and it feels like it goes off on more tangents than a movie would. Yes, yeah. 
it definitely there's there's a couple of plot lines that just launch and are then resolved relatively quickly and yeah. it's like why it could th- yeah this this would benefit from being more focused for sure well, i'm not gonna say benefit because this movie has 100 percent on rotten tomatoes i love this movie it's great it's great mm-hmm. yeah i'm just saying that it's t- i don't know if i would even i technically call it a movie or a traditional movie at least um i shouldn't say it's not a movie but it's just it's structured like a series of tv episodes like if you think about how fast you know a 22 minute episode goes Mm -hmm. versus a movie they're going at the speed of a 22 minute episode Uh, like the inciting incident in this which would happen uh like 10 ish minutes in is i guess the the nudist aliens right Mm -hmm. but they also have hermes losing his head and then and then at, at the end at around the 22 minute mark they also have the time travel so they're introducing all these elements like the Hermes head. If you were if you were making a movie, you would get rid of that plot line uh, because it's like these are so many things, right? Like mm-hmm. there's so many characters come in and out. It's it's that's also uh, a symptom of it being this is the first Futurama people had seen in like six or seven years, I think. Right. So they want everybody. They wanted to get everything seen. in there. Yeah. yeah. And like this again, I, this isn't a criticism. I want to be clear about that. Uh it's just not a traditional movie structure, I would say. No, but I admire this movie a lot more than like the Family Guy one or others that I've seen. Me too. Because this movie does the opposite of what you think the problem would be. Like the Family Guy movie, it's very clearly three episodes combined with an over combined by an overarching storyline. Right, which is like st- adult Stew- Stewie. Stewie looking for his real father. Right. Uh, but then it's like, it's just very clearly three completely unrelated episodes that have this through line in it. Right. The B story is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fut- uh, the Futurama, the, uh, Bender's big score is almost the exact opposite. Where like mm-hmm. the, th- the story through lines, like the time travel, the nudist aliens, uh, Fry's competition with this guy, Lars uh hermes trying to get his his body back those are like those are the the i'm searching for the right word but i'm going to settle on loudest those are the loudest storylines yeah uh in in the movie and they're they're the through lines they're the thing that there those are all the storylines that begin in the beginning and they end in the end of the movie so it's like you notice the b plots less in yeah. this movie, at least I did. Like I, Wait, I was paying what were attention. You identified Hermes, uh, the nudist Hermes losing his head, the, time the, the nudist alien, the time travel, and Fry's competition with Lars. I would say Fry's competition with Lars is the weirdest one because in the last section, which this was broken up into four episodes, uh, yeah, and in the last episode is the narwhal stuff, mm-hmm. and that's like really weird. Like the that seems feels like it goes off on its own tangent that's not um i don't know it, again it's it's meant to be watched in order like you'd never mm-hmm. want to pop in any of these you, episodes, would, you wouldn't watch oh, one episodes of these episodes on like out of order yeah yeah um it's just it's weird um like what yeah, yeah you definitely stressed along the way like the movie a lot of plots plot lines will just stop while they have to do the other stuff as opposed to them all kind of mm-hmm. running at the same time i guess yeah yeah um so it feels 
thinking about it as a movie it feels like kind of a fever dream where it's like and then and then and then and then and like there's a lot of you like you're saying there is overarching plots but there's a lot of weird tangents along the way too Mm -hmm. like we forget about the nudist aliens for a while um i feel like near near the middle because well they because they get kicked off the planet to neptune right that and the neptune stuff that's in the santa stuff i totally forgot about the santa stuff Mm -hmm. and like the songs like there's a lot of weird again it's what it is is it's they're trying to introduce all the characters Mm -hmm. and uh it and so it creates kind of weird tangents i would say yeah yeah for sure um what i was saying is just you never lose the overarching threads yeah um, and that those are like, now that I'm, we're sitting here, you know, recording this episode and I'm thinking about what happened in the movie. Those are the plot lines that I'm thinking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I get you. I would also say that, um, it's weird. This is my favorite of the Futurama movies, but I would say the other movies are less this problem because they're more focused because they've, they've have, um, they don't have to worry about being the first one. Mm hmm. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm, I gotta go back and watch those. I, yeah, I can't, cause I've seen them. Um, yeah. and I'm, I'm remembering them in the same way that you are. Uh, but, but like, as I just said, like I'm remembering Bender's big score in that way too. And I just watched it. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it could like, yeah, it feels it's, like it's, the others are more focused, but I'm sure they're probably more similar again, to this than we're remembering. The reason it works is because that's what Futurama always is it's not tonally different than a futurama episode it feels um i don't know it feels like it works because it just feels like you're in the world for an hour and a half yeah and that's not a world you don't want like of course you want to be in that world and the sort of the fast pace of everything is just how they function you know Mm -hmm. um it's like it's like i would say i compare it to like the naked gun or airplane um where like oh the 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 emotional pieces of the characters are still always there um the broad strokes do have these arcs uh the weird stuff is like how they get from piece to piece you know like suddenly having al gore driving a cab and doing this big weird action sequence that then gets (laughs) at bender from a to b and like it's filled with those things because that's just the type of comedy it is yeah um, but in a movie form and trying to think about it like a movie, like you, like you get, I don't gets, know, I, it, I got yeah. sort of lost in my head. Yeah. It gets this. a little, it gets a little dizzying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like the Harlem Globetrotter a... show. Up. Right. Because, and, and then again, just continue you don't notice... to be characters for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. You don't notice this shit, of course, but like sitting someone down and if you're like, here's a movie called Bender's Big Score, uh, like it's not really that. <laughs> You know? not re- yeah, not really. Like it's it's a continuation of a TV series, and it's you know like I think about like the X Files movie, that mm-hmm. is structured like a movie, and it's supposed to be theoretically, even though it's not something that a non X Files fan can just pop on. You know, <laughs> no one should ever do that. No, but that's technically <laughs> you can see it in the movie where they kind of are like, as you know, you know, they like recap a few little details. Um, and that's what I mean is that this doesn't feel like, like whenever a TV show is adapted to a movie, they like, they do the movie stuff, 
they structure it differently. Mm-hmm. And this just feels like a very long episode. Uh, and that's good. That's not bad. Because this is great. Yeah. The no, fucking fun. the The joke that I forgot is throughout the episode, or the show, the movie, is fucking Torgo's executive powder. And what an amazing... It's like the first joke of the movie. Not technically, but that they've ground, ground up Fox executives. Yeah. And are now using their powder to do, uh, like stupid stuff like put it in their toilet or in their pants Mm -hmm. glue hermes head back on yeah 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 yeah. i love that that's throughout the whole goddamn thing (laughs) uses it to defuse a bomb i also forgot the uh the term spam jaculator (laughs) (laughs) the the one that really got me was I, i forget which moment it's at but when the professor goes like, how in Satan's glorious name did you, oh, <laughs> did you so come back good. from the past? I fucking howled. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I have, a, I have a question. Yeah. This is, I, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but yeah, lay, lay that question on me. Um, yeah, this, well, first of all, this might be a short one just because I think we, we've talked about this in the past and we're always going to honor when people want us to watch a movie. But if you have us watch like a, just a fun comedy, um, you know, there's, it's hard to talk about it. We can deconstruct the writing, but it's Futurama. It's a mm-hmm. very popular show. I don't know what we're going to add to the conversation, you know? Yeah. Uh, and w- just recounting things that we enjoy. Um, I mean, why, why, why? Yeah. Um, I, I do have some questions. What is the Hall of Screaming Skulls? I don't <laughs> like, know. What, it's, it's incredible what is, that? is what it is. I, I'm glad it's in here. <laughs> but in the logic of the universe, I don't know what that is. Don't, I don't know why you're thinking this hard about it. I don't know. <laughs> it's the Hall of Screaming Skulls. I should ask my question. I have another, a couple other thoughts. But um, were you ever tricked by Lars? I was not. Uh, it took Marina until right before they revealed it <laughs> to figure out I, that it was Lars. I cannot remember. Um, it because beca- I was probably really high the first time I watched this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember it being. I, I remember definitely knowing it by the time the narwhal stuff started. Like by the time. Fry, yeah. by the time fry has a beard you're like oh that's and also like you can if you're like a big fan of the show or or you can tell that lars's voice is just billy west uh doing like an older sounding yeah version i was of reading fry. in the trivia that they actually considered um having somebody else uh score or score voice uh, the character of Lars for that reason. Mm-hmm. But it's just that he looks like Fry. Yeah. I mean, they all kind of, it's, it's, it's a Simpsons thing. Like if you, yeah, if true. you, if you shave any Simpsons character, they're going to essentially mostly all look the same. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. I just like, that. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. It's true. If you shave them all, they all look the same. Kind of like us humans mm-hmm. too. Not dissimilar from us, yeah. No, I would say if an alien shaved us all, they wouldn't be able to tell us apart. No, definitely not. This is why they put, like, I was just talking to someone about this today. It's why they put, like, like bows and shit on babies, I feel like, in hospitals. 
Because I feel like hospitals, they really don't want to lose a kid or oh, sw- that's, like switch a kid. Yeah, that's 100% why they do that. Yeah, and babies are just shaved adults. So mm-hmm. that's that's sort of... Um, that's you know that's this i'm right we're right mm-hmm. if you shaved adults they would just look like big babies mm, they just look like and enormous you, babies put, yeah you would have to put bows and collars on them huge just massive babies huge massive babies mm-hmm. um yeah the so that must have been they must have wondered if that was going to work or not and i'm sure they, i'm sure they did yeah but all they do is they change his facial hair and his voice and like looking back at it i was watching it with hana and she was just like i can't believe this tricked me and i was like yeah i can't like it's so obvious in retrospect a, a um, little a little he behaves completely differently and his his that's eye, true his eyes are different like his he's he like his eyes i think are half-lidded right and it's probably because the smoke um the smoke damage and like him going through this i love how they wrote it because they they wrote the idea that this is a different person mm-hmm. and the way they did it is they had him go through an experience that fundamentally changed fry yeah uh he's, and that and was he's, the narwhal thing yeah he's also just like 12 years older too yeah yeah that's true that's true mm-hmm. so i i don't it, it's man is anybody listening to this who hasn't seen bender's big score i don't know because Do we, we, did, we, we didn't even attempt to explain what it's about <laughs> no, it's it's a Futurama, it's an extended Futurama episode that deals with time paradoxes and time travel, uh, and it's so fun. It's some real Christopher Nolan shit, but like better. Yeah, they get real wacky with it. Yeah, so Fry goes back in time uh, to the year 2000 because he's um, mad or he's sad that Layla is... Uh, in a relationship with Lars mm-hmm. and um, he starts to live his life there. Then they, they invent stupid reasons why people go back in time really quickly or real or in a really like short span. He um, goes back an hour to eat a pizza while it's still warm. Yeah. And that creates two versions of himself. Cause in this version of time travel, or at least the way this, when it, the way it keeps happening is when they run into their past self, they are essentially creating a new timeline for themselves Mm -hmm. where, because knowing that you went back in time might change whether or not you go back in time. And so like when he meets his previous self from an hour ago, his previous self from an hour ago doesn't go back in time to do the pizza splits off into a different timeline. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that the newer version of you is the one that has the right to live. Whereas the older version gets junked, right? And is doomed to die. Did I get that right? Um, That's what's happening, right? It's the newer one. I'm not sure if it's the newer one or not. I know that the code, the code they're using to go back in time is a paradox uh, erasing code. So by, if you create redundant versions of yourself, they're all going, they're all doomed to die. Right. Um, but uh, how does it decide the redundant version? I think, I thought I think it was you're, the, I think you're still like the main, like the fry prime is still the one that doesn't get blown up. And that's the fry, but that's the fry that goes back in time, right? To meet himself an hour ago. I think. Yeah. Because the fry from an hour ago is the one that then goes to the pizza place 
uh, doesn't have starts the conversation that Fry had that sent him back in time, mm-hmm. but instead says, "Can I live upstairs?" So that and that's Lars. That's the one that eventually mm-hmm. dies. So he's technically the previous version of Fry because Fry went back in time and encountered himself. In the terms of like Hermes' body, they say we went back in time and got you another body, which yeah. to me implies that they killed Hermes back they, in time. They did. They don't imply they, it. <laughs> they, they, they straight up tell you that they right. did. And so they didn't care that that would kill future Hermes and it doesn't. No, his, so, bo- his body explodes. Right. But what I'm saying is you go back in time, you kill someone that would kill them in the future. You would, you would think. Normally, but this is this... Uh, Paradox-free time travel. Exactly. So, but that, again, the body is the thing that explodes. So that's the past version. Yes. It's the, always the, the past pa- the version. The past version of Hermes is what explodes at the wedding. Yeah. So I, that's what I'm saying is that the, the paradox prefers the newest model, essentially. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. The, the body that has existed the longest. Sure. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. It doesn't really matter <laughs> as long as you can follow the storyline. Well, this is what is fun fun about it is that they they introduce time time travel elements in a sci-fi plot that um that like uh that I mean this is the fun of Futurama. This is what I love about Futurama is that it's essentially Star Trek TNG. Like they do the same mm-hmm. thing and so they have fun with sci-fi plots and therefore are consistent. And I think the consistency here is that, which is that if I went back in time and talked to myself, that would alter my, that would create two versions of myself. That's how the paradox, it's, it's, uh, back to the future rules, right? That's how the paradox is, um, avoided. So I could go back in time and stab myself in the dick mm-hmm. and current me would still, would, my dick would be stab free. Exactly. Because I've created a second version of myself. That second version of myself that I created would then get murdered because it can't exist. Right. While I also exist. Yes. Yeah. And so if you go back in time, does that mean, but do you have to interact with yourself, do you suppose? Or just going back in time dooms your... I think you have to, you have to be existing at the same time. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Which is wild because that means that you could go back in time and you're... And you're you could it could result in your past self dying and then you could go back into the future and you have will have essentially gone missing for those years that you weren't missing before right i'm not sure i don't know this movie also has the benefit of primer rules where in primer they're like in a controlled area for a long amount of time and so is fry i love how they use the um the cryogenic tubes as well yeah yeah they explain fry's girlfriend why she uh, gets unfrozen at the wrong time in a previous episode. Like they do, they do a lot of explaining old episodes. They do the bit where um, the, when Fry was first frozen, you see the space alien ships. Yeah. And it's Bender. Yeah. And it's Bender stealing something. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. I think I got, I think I got the time travel right i I wouldn't worry about it (laughs) well that's no that's the ultimate point it introduced also the bootstrap paradox where fry um calls himself lars because he realizes he's lars yes so you don't know where that originally came from and he gets the tattoo on his butt because bender knows he has to take the tattoo off of lars's butt and go back in time and put it on fry's butt yeah 
it's the movie predestination yeah exactly yeah no different from the film predestination it's a time loop Mm -hmm. and when you're really really high you know this shit is amazing like this shit this shit is out of control (laughs) this is also the first time nibbler talks which i didn't realize or i didn't remember i didn't remember really the first time i it's the first like it's definitely the first time he talks in front of leela because she says you can talk well no no isn't all right isn't what happens because this is more sci-fi shit that i love is isn't there an episode where he can talk and at the end all their memories are erased uh, like i'm pretty sure maybe. there's one where that he talks um and then they forget that he can talk maybe um, it's 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 been a while since i've gone through the series um yeah. but yeah th- they they do the that joke in this movie and i was like oh i didn't remember that this was the first time nibbler speaks oh, yeah in front of people and maybe it's not i don't know no it, it might be the first time he speaks and that they, it, they now know that he speaks i can do more than talk i can pontificate <laughs> king nibbler our kitten class warships were no match for their chairs oh god that's so fucking good the um no because i'm pretty sure there was i it, there's the episode it might be the day the earth stood stupid I forget which one. It's there's one that they explain that Nibbler is the reason Fry was frozen in the first place, because he went back in time and tipped his chair. Oh right, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I so they about they that. they love to do that sci-fi shit. They oh, again, yeah. they love to go back and be like, well, this is actually what's happening, to the point that that cryogenic freezing uh, room, so much happens in like the span of one hour in that room Mm -hmm. at the year 2000 that's a real star trek thing like star trek beginning with i think tng uh started to do that shit a lot like going back to older episodes right but they're yeah i love that they're just doing that one hour of Mm -hmm. fry's life is apparently really important i also love that that cryogenic freezing uh that new york city cryo freezing building has like terrible security uh and 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 just like so much bullshit has happened in and, that one place s- stays in business in the same office for a thousand years for a thousand years yeah that's incredible yeah that's they should have bought stock in that that's what they should do the next time they go back and trap time <laughs> um gotta biff that shit they gotta biff that shit fucking lord nibbler fuck i had something else i was gonna mention before nibbler it it might not have been important there's just so much that's fair. there's so much little jokes in this yeah um i like he i love hedonism bot i'm glad he's in this movie oh yeah fucking hedonism bot <laughs> i mean pretty much everyone who was in the show up to this point is in the film right oh that's what i was gonna mention one of my favorite um character uh traits of bender because this is also from the episode where they are are the um the roswell the roswell that ends well roswell episode. that ends well yeah um i love that bender is apparently totally fine with just being in one place for eternity or for thousands of years yeah they do that thing where wait. like <laughs> yeah i love that because it's like it's it's the anti-trope right is like a robot that's been isolated for thousands of years would be the one that goes insane or something like that and they do that in roswell where they're like was it t- are you are you okay and he's like yeah it's fine so something like it was fine until you guys showed up yeah yeah like he just is ultimate anti-social where he's like just bury me for thousands of years and yeah, I'll, be, I'll be fine i'll be fine 
and they do the thing where yeah bender keeps going back in time to to rob famous things which hana also pointed out which again it's paradox proof but if you steal the mona lisa it's no longer valuable like well, when it's you getting s- made you, s- you stole it in that timeline right i don't know i don't know yeah, this no, is a no, whole, that's this what whole, it, a whole ass paradox thing well again it's paradox per, it's paradox free the same way they can kill hermes back in time and he's not he's not actually like it's yeah okay do you really want to figure this out because no not really back to the future it was about alternate timelines branching off Mm -hmm. and they did a similar thing where like um in the cutscenes, biff vanishes or marty vanishes in the first one Mm -hmm. um but in this one it's like the vanishing is like takes a while to happen and it's not and it's more like fate gets in the way and kills the other person somehow Mm -hmm. i don't know it's still it's it's generally the same rules right knowing futurama they they absolutely like consulted with nerds because they love doing that yeah no it it's yeah it's there's a prime timeline and then you can have a million timelines that are split off from it there are nerds enjoying this on a different level i know there's like math jokes and shit in futurama that i will never understand Oh yeah, no, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, they love that shit. That, they that, love that's, it. That's all for you guys. Yeah, you no, no, I'm, may have that. Yeah, I am not. I am not intelligent enough to. Uh, mm-hmm. No hell no. To figure that out. <laughs> the only joke that was like, I get it, which was just their anger at Fox executives. Yeah, throughout. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, I a, love, it's the same uh, thing. The it's the same. Joke. It's the same gag that Family Guy did. Yeah, I when was they came yes. Back. But here's okay. Here's the difference in my head: is the Family Guy joke is also funny um, because it's the oh, if they they said that if they canceled and <laughs> they then he names all the shows, all of the shows that were canceled. Yeah, what I like about the Futurama joke is it seems innocent and then it slowly escalates because it's like the people at Box, um, the Box Network, and you know, oh, okay, they're making fun of you know they're doing a thing, and then it's clearly Fox. And then he says, like, all those executives have been fired. And everybody's like, yay. And then he's like, also, some of them have been beaten. And they're like, yay. <laughs> like, many of them, I believe, has died from their injuries. And everyone's like, oh, okay. And so it's like, oh, that's a fun joke. And then it transitions into, into like, why? And they're or like, they've been ground up into a fine powder. And they're like, why? And they're like, oh, it can be used in for so many things yeah, and he just and puts him down his, his pants <laughs> yeah and so it's like oh okay so you ground up fox executives and poured them on your dick yep i see now mm-hmm. but it just takes like a, they they walk you that there puts the fire out and then <laughs> it something. continues when they're like putting it in a toilet and like doing it for yeah it's just like a, it's a fuck you yeah that then lasts the whole episode or the whole movie and they uh, I, I think they they bring it back a couple of times yeah i think so. no they bring it back throughout oh you mean in other episodes in other ep- yeah in later episodes yeah i love torgo's executive powder because <laughs> it's essentially saying that executives are more valuable if they were ground up and used as like baby powder yes um it's perfect that's perfect uh perfect movie yeah no notes uh, i have zero notes yeah no i have well it's it's fucking it's futurama man i don't know unless like I don't know. My I guess my final note is if people are asking us to do stuff like Futurama, uh please don't. 
like uh, there's only so much we're going to be able to say about them that uh like like there's nothing i could say about the next futurama movie that i didn't already say about this one you know what i mean yeah i mean i'm not regretting we did this one i'm saying that there's no way we could do more of these if that makes sense yeah i mean we'll do our best um if if you if 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 you know but it's it's yeah it's it's tough to do movies that are like this that are just yeah kind of real quick breezy comedies that most people enjoy and that we both enjoy it's hard to it's i mean it's the same reason uh jeff and i aren't going to do harley quinn on tom and jeff watch batman because it's like well this is already a deconstruction of batman why would we try to deconstruct the deconstruction right and i i also just mean because this is part of a series where it's like i i i was i was excited to do this bender's big score yeah for sure because i was excited to watch bender's big score yeah um because i love futurama and i i guess that's the final thing i wanted to talk about is i just fucking love futurama yeah futurama's great yeah and i think one of the things i identified about it um and this happened when I was writing the Some More News movie, which we were ta- we were thinking about, like, there are no optimistic looks at the future. Mm-hmm. We just don't have them. Uh, and this is one of the few ones that I would call optimistic. A little. I it's mean, I mean, cynical. Star- it's snarky. I mean, Star Trek is the optimistic one. Well, not anymore. But yes. Well, yeah, I'm talking about actual star trek not whatever horse shit they're putting on tv right now yeah i mean like our generation has had basically star trek and then it was bleak that's pretty much every generation like probably yeah you're i think you're right futurist um, uh future, but that, fiction is is rarely positive positive. and i guess that's what makes futurama so significant in my mind mm-hmm. because it really for 50 years it was star trek um and then you could say the Orville, but I don't think the Orville counts because it's Star Trek. Mm-hmm. They're just doing Star Trek. Yeah. But you know what I mean is that like, that's kind of amazing that in terms of popular or at least like notable optimistic views of the future, it's really Star Trek and Futurama. And I would say Futurama is optimistic. It still recognizes things like climate change and, and you know, like political issues and all like again it's cynical it's they're commenting on the problems of today um but the world of futurama is a world i want to live in Mm -hmm. much like the star trek world is a world i want to live in and i can't really say that for much else in terms of future like fictional futures like is there another um not yet none that immediately come to mind no i like they're not want to live in star wars yeah <laughs> that that place is star, star wars is a fucking nightmare yeah it's an it's a yeah it's an absolute nightmare there's weird space gangsters oh god there's all the aliens the lightsabers everybody is like lightsabers are cool guess what you don't get them you don't get lightsabers. like yes if i got to be a jedi in the universe sure but we're talking about being the person you are in that universe you don't get no fucking lightsaber <laughs> yeah that's it no you and me in the star wars universe we're not we're not even ever seeing a lightsaber exactly in terms of talking about f- fictional futures that are good for the everyday person mm-hmm. star trek and futurama that's it yeah pretty much yeah again there's probably some others here and there 
I'm sure like, I don't know, the future in Sequest, maybe that was fine. I don't know. I mean, I remember Sequest being pretty sweet. Yeah, Jetson. <laughs> but- well, but again, just for the sequesters, mm-hmm. I don't know about the the people, the land, the land lovers, you know, <laughs> um, Jetsons, I guess, but Jetsons is fucking Jetsons sucks, though. Yeah, I would say Futurama is uh, it's the it's the next Jetsons. It's it was basically because Jetsons was a hit, right? I th- I guess I think so. I mean, we're talking about it. Yeah, it was essentially just a sitcom with a bunch of jokes of like it's a robot you know like that's my impression of the jetsons mm-hmm. it's i haven't seen a, a Jetson. robot <laughs> i haven't that seen classic, a jetsons episode that classic jetsons gag that classic jetsons line it's a robot it's a robot but you know what i mean where it's like it was like the flintstones where it's like oh and the joke is it's a bird you know yeah uh it's bullshit it's old and it's bullshit but i'm sure a lot of people uh loved it when it wasn't old bullshit like someone's gonna be saying this about futurama at some point right yeah probably but they'll Um, be they'll be wrong whereas we're correct exactly yeah um jetsons can eat my shit yeah i don't want to live in that world too you hear me jetsons i think this was answered but like i don't trust a world where you can't see the ground Uh, yeah that's not a. I mean that's not a world i want to live in yeah i think it was answered that there are there it's water which makes me think maybe it was on the planet Camino. Is that the right planet I was thinking of in Star mm-hmm. Wars? From Star Wars, yeah. Where they, yeah, where another they, where bullshit they clone Django uh, Fett. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'd live on Camino. Camino looks pretty sweet. Yeah. I like how stormy it there's, is. There's um, probably some crazy ass fucking demons swimming around in that water. But... Well, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't go in the water, but I would just hang out with those really fuckable aliens. Mm-hmm. Those long aliens. Yeah, the the little stick bug aliens. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just crazy spindly. Some sexy aliens, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um No, but yeah, I think Futurama is I don't know. It's it's interesting to think about because I remember when it first came out, it didn't impress me right away. And now it's like one of the best shows ever made, I think. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I also, uh, I watched it when it first uh, premiered and really didn't think that much of the pilot episode. No, I think maybe I was too young because it's funny because all the Simpsons writers moved over to Futurama, I believe. A lot uh, of them, yeah. Which is what happened to the Simpsons. And so like I was a big Simpsons fan and then Futurama, it just felt like a Simpsons clone. Um, which is a funny criticism because it's like, that's not a bad thing. But when you're like a young. When you're a young. Yeah. When you're a young, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. You're a little dumber. Or I don't know, because looking back at that first episode, it's not bad. It's fine. It's fine. When was it? It was like 2000. It was 1999. Not, oh, it was 1999. Okay. Mm-hmm. that expl- Yeah, I was a young. I was a gross youngie. Oh, man. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. Why would you want to be um, that? Yeah. Yeah, we really got to do something about the youth. Well, let's use the paradox-free uh, time travel and go back in time and kill them all. Yeah! We'll kill all the youngs so that they... We'll kill all the youngs. Yeah, so that, yeah, they can't... <laughs> we nailed it. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, I, I feel like I've said what I need to say about Futurama. What about you? I think so, yeah. I've made my, yeah. I've made my point. I've said my piece. Yeah. Um, good movie check it out yeah it's a People, great it's, I, a, it's a it's a it's a great show it's a it's a fun movie yeah if you haven't you know check it out avoid the dog one <laughs> what that one what's that one called jurassic bark 
Jurassic Park. I would argue that is a bad episode for what it does to you. Uh, <laughs> like it's a well-written episode, obviously. Yeah. Uh, like, but what it's doing uh, versus what Futurama should exist for? Uh, no fun. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's some Don Bluth shit. Come on now. <laughs> um, so thank you to Andrew McGuire. Yeah. Uh, for doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I re- I always enjoy watching Futurama. So. Um, yeah. Any excuse to do that. Yeah, Andrew did this through our Patreon, and if you're interested, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/GamefullyUnemployed. We have exclusive podcasts there, like Tom and Jeff watch Batman, and Fox Mulder is a maniac. We watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. And uh, there's a tier where you can have custom episodes of We Just Watch, where you can request more Futurama movies if you want. Yeah, tell us to watch The Beast of the Billion Backs. I don't give a shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we'll watch it. I don't know if what we'll have to say is any different than this episode. I don't know. Um, But we can just talk about stuff, too. Mm -hmm. I guess we talk about a lot of hentai with that one, right? Mm -hmm. We go into hentai stuff. And David Cross, I believe. Okay, well, yeah, all right, well fucking yeah do it to us mm-hmm. who gives a shit uh we also have a store tpublic.com slash store slash gameplay and employed we can get t-shirts masks mugs stickers posters all kinds of things so check that out do that do that thing do that i said do it mm. uh, do it yeah and watch uh don't trust anybody who's young also old people mm-hmm. both bad yeah like uh what would we say tom where 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 what's the sweet spot here I don't know. Um, like uh, between, I don't know, like what, like 28 and I don't know, 40, mm, 20. Yeah. I, I'm, you know what? I'm going to age myself out of this. I'm just going to say, uh, 40, only 40 year olds. Yeah. Just 40 year olds. Yeah. They're the only ones that can be trusted. 39. Nope. 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 Throw that shit right out. 41. Get the fuck out of my face. Yep. Too old. Mm-hmm. Too, too old. old. You're too Four old, zero. pal. Yep. Uh, old man winter (laughs) fuck out of here (laughs) 